वी हैव डन उद्धव गीता चैप्टर फोर टिल वर्स ट्वेंटी थ्री नाव ट्वेंटी फोर वर्स इज जस्ट अ रैप अप सो आई विल जस्ट रीड द वर्स इट विल जस्ट गिव यू सिंपल आइडिया During verse twenty-four on the Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna, he says, "Thus have I learned these things from all these teachers. Now listen, O King, to what I have learned from my own body as I relate it to you. Whatever we had discussed till just now, whatever the teachings were there, they were connected to the world outside." that means everything that is around you let us say even if it is the earth the sun the moon the animals the birds everything everybody is a kind of a teacher for us we have to learn from them different different things after we do our learning from them krishna says to dhava all these things which we learned we have to imbibe but now we are moving on to the body which is the greatest teacher your own body is one of the greatest teachers so we have to learn from our own body so what are we going to do we are going to do the verses which will tell us how the body is the teacher we are doing uddhav gita chapter 4 the last message of sri krishna verse 25 the body is a teacher of mind being the cause of dispassion and discrimination and being subject to birth and death which may always bring pain in their wake with its help i adequately reflect on the ultimate principles yet i have known for a certainty that it belongs to others and hence i wander without attachment it's a very profound verse krishna is telling uddhava what he learnt from his forefather who had learnt it from datatre as an avduta so avduta said these words to the king yadu and krishna is recounting this story to uddhava the learnings are extremely important for us to progress in our spiritual world those who want to move deeper into spirituality should know learn this and make it literally like your framework the body is the teacher this is the line it's a cause of dispassion and discrimination now dispassion two words which are very very important mentioned here and the third word is called detachment that word will come later on but these two words are mentioned over here first is dispassion and the second one is detachment or discrimination dispassion 
everything in this world that we do, experience, feel, touch, we do it very passionately. I want this. I like this. This is how I want my food to be. This is how my life should be. I want to go by this car. I want to drive from here to there in this manner. I want to travel about like this. I want to eat like this. I want to stay in a place like this. Everything in this world is described exactly to your likes and something which you don't like. I hate this. I don't like this. We are very, very, you know, em emphatic about it sometimes. That means you are passionate. I want to achieve the highest in my world. I want to be the richest man in the world. I want to earn so much that I can build this, I can buy aeroplanes, I can... Well, it goes on. That I'm talking about very rich people, okay? Uh, let us talk about yourself. I want a good job, you know? Okay. I want a good salary. I want sufficient money so that I can take care of my family, my dear ones. I can go on holidays. I can do this. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I imagine if you don't get the proper food also in a restaurant, you get very angry or upset. Even in your dinner table, even if you don't get something which is, you know, bland or not having any taste, mm, I don't like it. We are very passionate about it. And passion is taught by every leader in this world. You have to have the passion for it. Then you can make it in this world. There is this man from, I don't know where, Africa, I think. He has broken the world record of doing the marathon in less than two hours. I think it's 26 kilometers or something. I don't know. But he has done it in less than two hours and the whole world is going gaga over it. Wow, my God. And yesterday's news says that the owner of LV, you know, is it Louis Vuitton, LVMH, he has become the richest man in the world. How many people would want to become the richest man in the world? I guess everybody wants to be. <laughs> I want to be the richest. Uh, this is a very, very flimsy position, see? The position remains for a very short duration of time and then you become the poorest man in the world. Very soon. That is passion. I want to do this. I want to become this. I want to be this. Even in studies, you know, we want to achieve the highest knowledge in the world. And just a few days ago, so many Nobel Prizes came out, you know. Ah, Nobel Prize for Physics, Nobel Prize for Chemistry, Medicine, blah, blah, blah. And the Nobel Prize for Peace, you know, it went to a person who is the leader of a country. Ethiopia. Now, Ethiopia was always looked upon a country with the begging ball, you know. I'm sorry, the 
president of Ethiopia won the peace prize, Nobel Peace Prize. And there was one young girl who did not get it. This girl came into prominence just a few weeks ago by making a speech. And the whole world was rooting for her saying, she should get the prize, she should get the prize, she should get the prize. It's called passion. Do you understand? She was talking very passionately. I want like this. Same way, the Ethiopian president also was very passionate about what he did. And he brought about the peace between two countries, Eritrea and Ethiopia. Very good. Now in all this passion, man forgets he is never the doer. What do you think by you know, saying that somebody is getting peace prize, somebody is you know, talking too much in the United Nations or whichever place that girl was talking or somebody is becoming richer. It's all a play and man forgets that it is a play. He is just a pawn. Do you understand a pawn? In a chessboard, it's a pawn. You know, you move with a pawn from there to there, there to there, there to there. Sometimes it's checkmate. Sometimes you're the winner. Sometimes you're the loser. Who, who knows? This truth that you are just a pawn and you are being played is forgotten by everybody. Somebody wants the Nobel Prize. Somebody wants to become the richest man in the world. Somebody wants to own houses. Somebody wants to become, you know, very rich and become the CEO of companies and you name it. Some people want the PhDs and the, you know, technology, great names in their world. Okay. They want to win the biggest prizes. Somebody wants to win the booker. Everybody wants to do something or the other. It's all called passion. Krishna and Dattatraya says, you have to do it dispassionately. Dispassionately means what? You see, if I am eating something or I am doing something, I got to pay attention. No doubt about it. My attention should be there what I am eating. Hmm? Otherwise, see, if I am eating something, I eat a worm. Ah, right? Ah, you are going to say, oh, you, you are not even seeing what you are eating. We don't like dog meat. Hmm? But you go to Eastern India, Northeast, they serve you dog meat over there. In India, they serve you dog meat. And we are not talking about Korea and all those countries, in India also. And you're going over there and you're enjoying your meat. Oh, I'm eating dog meat. Oh, wow. How can you eat a dog? That's what everybody will say. Some people are very particular that they should not eat pork. Some people are saying they cannot eat beef. Some people say dog meat. Some people will say chicken. And some people will say, I don't know what. Now, these are all non-vegetarian stuff, you know. For all the vegetarians in the world, they say, yuck, what is Guruji talking about? Well, what was that? Passion. Did you get the point? That is called passion. I don't like it. What is he talking about? Having something, doing something dispassionately means you do it, but do not put your mind in it. 
you have to give nutrition to your body eat it eat it think that you are a tiger and eat the lamb doesn't matter okay I don't mean that you should eat non-vegetarian what I mean simply is why are you paying so much attention to the finer nuances of that food you mix the whole thing up together make a broth out of it put some you know vegetarian non-vegetarian these that and think they make a big bowl of it and they call it pho or something like that in Vietnam just eat your food like a pho okay have you ever seen me eat I mean those who have observed how I eat will be appalled the way I eat I'll take the rice, I'll take the dal, I'll take the sabjis, I'll take everything that is there in the thali, I'll mix it together, make one hash of it and then I eat it. You know the reason why? I'm not interested in the taste of it. I just have to eat it because I have to eat it. And I take it once only. I will take the thing once, whatever is there in my thali, I will finish it off but it doesn't mean that I need oh I like the dosa can I have another one what another one I don't like it and I don't hate it you see the idea is swinging between the right and the left I don't like I, I like I hate these are two extremes dispassion means do not have those extremes in your world you don't have to like or hate anything there is neither good nor bad. I don't want to be poor. I want to be rich. There is neither rich nor poor. Can you just be? Just be. Okay. Did you get the point? Dispassion means can you just be? Eat what you got to eat. Live in that money that you have. Do not crave for more. Don't bother that I want this and I want that. What you have in your thali, can you eat it? What you have in your house, can you live with it? Huh? The air that you breathe, can you breathe it? Got it? Breathe the air that you have. Oh my God, it's so polluted, you know. Somebody is going and destroying the Arctic and the Antarctic and this and that. And the Himalayas are getting denuded. Blah, 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 blah. You know what you are doing? You are doing mind gymnastics. You know what mind gymnastics are? Talking too much. If your air is polluted in say, let us say, places like Delhi or Beijing or Shanghai or whichever place that you are in, Oh my God, this is a polluted air. I got to get a mask for myself. These people don't understand. They, they create such a carbon dioxide, nitrous oxide, this one, that one, blah, blah, blah. You keep on coming up with stories and read about them. And then you can go and give one fine speech in the, in the United Nations and win a prize. Okay? I mean, that's what people do, isn't it? This thing is passion. Yes, you are breathing that air. Are, aren't there other millions who are breathing that air? There are those people who are going to be bothered with it. Can you leave them? They let them do their job. 
there are people who are going to hug the trees and say this is my tree you know i will not allow you to cut that is their job let it be are you also going to be a part of it you see if you are cut out to be a part of that then you go over there and be a part of it don't bother your head over you know why is this happening why is that happening just go do it you don't like something go do it don't talk did you get the point don't blabber like too much and make all kinds of discussions i tell you something when people just do talk on the phone or when i discuss and discuss and discuss and discuss and discuss and and the same person will say turn around and say in my company in my organization nobody works but you are setting an example you are 3 hours on the phone <laughs> and you are telling that the work people are not doing work physically you want to do work go work leave those bricks if you want to okay make those buildings if you want to no we have to discuss how things are to be done discussions have to be kept at 5% 95% should be work physical work congratulations for those who think that 95% should be you know discussion and 5% work this is how the governments are run by the way okay 95% discussion they will have a lot of money kept for discussion purposes they will book hotels nice places to eat huh uh, take the family on a holiday enjoy themselves oh i am going to london okay i got to see the queen but you have gone to london to discuss about why your company is not working can you imagine a person from one country goes to another country to tell them over there that why their company is not working properly can you imagine the stupidity of it all they will make phone calls for 3 hours i was on a skype call i was on this call and i was on that call and we had a meeting of minds you know 20 people joined the call to discuss what how the ant was not working today she has taken off what the ant is not working so all the other you know creatures have got together to discuss why the ant is not working the ant is a worker let her be she is going to do the work go <laughs> so this dispassion means don't bother your head too much about discussions don't bother your head about taking decisions or non decisions somebody will call me up and say guruji you know do you think i should do this or i should do that can you please tell me and i say squat okay i don't know what to do <laughs> you go do what you want to stupid easy <laughs> the answer is very simple whatever you do finally you are going to end up doing only that which you are programmed to do did you get the answer there is no doing a or doing b if the answer is you're going to end up doing c you can go and do gymnastics on a and b nothing is going to happen you will end up doing c so don't come with stupid questions and ask me guruji should i do this or should i do that you think i am your investment consultant or some kind of a consultant that you come with this kind of questions 
anyway you are going to end up doing what you are programmed to do so did you get the point dispassion means just do it don't bother your head so much about it can you just do and get on with your life don't pay so much attention if you have to eat food mix the whole thing up make a hash of it and eat it got it that is the answer i have understood it the day you know many years ago that i don't have to taste anything i can make a hash of it make the whole thing into a mess and then eat it you know i learnt it from whom sai baba of shirdi you know what he used to do he used to gather all the shidori basically he will tell everybody you get this you somebody will go out and get something somebody will get rice somebody will get wheat somebody will get something and something and something and something everything what he would do is he would keep a very big pot light a fire below put enough water in it and whatever anybody bought he would just dump it in so sometimes there was rice and there was meat also by the way he would give money from his <laughs> tied up thing and he would say go get a goat okay <laughs> he would say like that go get a goat <laughs> and then he would get the whole thing and he would dump it in that and he would be sitting you know squatting on the floor and he would be taking that ragada or whatever you call it pata varvanta we call it and he would grind all the masalas together chilies and coriander and ginger and garlic and everything he would just grind it together and make a big ball of it bowl you know that big round ball of it and dump it in that pot he would put enough water in it yeah the one strange thing about it was he would stir it with his hands you know bare hands <laughs> he never used a ladle you know we use ladles and this and that so many things he would stir it with his big hand he had what is called as ajana bahu his hand would reach his knee go try whether your hand reaches your knee no it doesn't his hand would reach his knee so he could put his hand right inside that pot and stir it up hot and then he would remove chunks of it like this and give it to people eat so can you imagine what was in it it is exactly the food that i eat mix everything up together put all the masalas everything and make and when a person eats like this believe me he becomes dispassionate in life he doesn't go and taste something and say oh this is nice or this is good no he doesn't give a damn about it well that is dispassion about food now we come to the next one which is called discrimination discrimination is a very strange word now understand this discrimination is the word which goes right till the bottom of this line why i will explain discrimination means can you see god in everything got it can you see god in everything there is no god in this there is a devil sitting in this person what are you talking about this is a burial ground there are only those devils and you know bhut pret and all that ah oh, come on you think there are bhut pret over there you think god is not the boss of that of course he is 
you see wherever there are people or things or animals or birds the super boss of that place is even the one final authority is in and he is in everybody okay so knowing the real from the unreal what is real in this world only god is real everything is it's unreal so if you have had a fight with your girlfriend or your wife or your husband or your whoever just remember it is all unreal okay after some time that person may come and say sorry to you you think the sorry is real that too is unreal you know because the next opportunity the person gets he is going to fight with you again or he or she whoever okay so don't think that their sorry is real somebody who comes to apologize to me also i'll say i don't care about your sorry neither your thank you or not because we just these are words you know we have to say oh it's so nice to meet you what do you mean by it's so nice to meet you i hate you people will <laughs> i don't like your face also why have you come they are they are afraid to talk this kind of a language that's why i say oh nice to meet you what do you mean by nice to meet you nobody is happy to meet another person you know that no the friend also then let us say there are two friends and they are meeting after quite some time and the person will hug the other person oh so many years have gone by blah 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 and they go to a restaurant and they order something and the friend says you know we'll split the bill he is still the same person na earlier also he was not paying and today also he is telling me i am not going to pay what kind of a friend do i have you get the point and the same friend and you say i hate this fellow <laughs> see what happened to all that hugging and all it went away and then if you want to take this guy over or this girl over to your house and you think that you are going to stay with that person you are mistaken you are mistaken this is my school friend you know i love her in in my school days and all that yeah try staying with this person for just 10 days or 15 days and then you will you want to pull your hair out you know please understand this nobody can stay with another person so this this knowledge is has to be understood that discriminate over there it's the god who wants <laughs> that that hatred which you come is also because of this fine entity which we don't know much about i like or i hate why are you so much bothered about it everything is god alone whether it is good or bad like or hate or whatever okay it's a it's a creation of maya this understanding if you get it is only an illusion In the first example i told you of this person that after some time he doesn't pay well it is an illusion caused by maya and if you are going to get upset with it maya is gleeful it's saying you know see this i know i know when this guy is going to get upset there are lots of people in my world who will tell me you know guru ji chabi bharte you know what chabi bharna means i will teach that person to that level i'll keep on asking that person you know finally the person gets so frustrated with it get angry well exactly my job i am using maya to test you and this test is very very important if you fall down in this test you're failed got it i am looking at your endurance i am looking at 
how you can grow in your world it is a creation of maya don't get carried away by it don't get carried away by it there is nothing wrong with it you see you are not supposed to bother so much about it just remember that there is god everywhere the body teaches these two things one is dispassion and one is discrimination and being subject to birth and death the body is going to be there for some time and then it is going to disappear so why are you so much interested in this body uh see let us let us look at it this way i get a 5 liter 5 liter or maybe i don't know how they you have if you have ever been to a beer uh, you know the october fest is going on germany october fest very good you see they have those big i don't know what they call it cans or something like that of beer and then you pour it you see all those women they carry so many in their fingers like this they will carry some 25 30 i don't know how many glasses and they'll go about like this and give okay suppose you do that you think you are going to drink that whole thing no no you are going to take only one glass of it right or maybe two or maybe three or maybe 10 after 10 to you don't know where you are <laughs> you don't even know you are in germany or you are in some eritrea you know eritrea so the thing is we take it from that big container to the small one i can pour from one container to another does it change that beer it doesn't change the beer isn't it it's the same beer whether i drink it in a mug or a cup or uh, maybe i drink it in uh, you know uh, you know those nowadays you get <laughs> you know i have seen people they will have those backpacks in that they will have a bag you know that bag which i think the camels have those kind of bags in their body and then there is one tube over here they they keep on sucking like this how funny can that be so there are people who can do drinking from anything end of the day understand it's only a beer okay it's contaminated water you understand it's contaminated with alcohol and god knows all kinds of junk and you love it so much wow it tastes so nice of course it's going to taste nice did i not tell you about dispassion discrimination <laughs> it is water at the end of the day it's exactly like your body you see your body may be a big container then later on you put it in one glass and then you put it in one mug and you put it in one cup or you drink it in that just now i told you about you know that sipper okay it is one and the same why are you so much bothered about this body of yours it is just a container and if it is a container don't give it so much of credit yes the container is important you see without the container i cannot get the beer you understand what i'm saying no i can't carry it suspended in the air like this no so i need it in some container to come to me water has to come in some container without the container no or at least water needs to have a shape like ice then maybe i can you know you know eat ice candy okay something like that so here what he says is 
there is always birth and death connected to the body. So don't give it so much of importance. But I can use it. It's a container. The container has got its uses. With this help, I adequately reflect on ultimate principles. So use this body to think about the ultimate principles. If you did not have a body, how will you think? Huh? You cannot think, right? It is only because I have the body that I have a mind, that I have an intellect, I have this breathing stuff. Otherwise, if I don't have, then how will I be reaching from one place to another? Okay. So this is what I am talking about. Body is a container and it has got its purpose. So use it. Purpose is for using it. So use this. Yet I have known for a certainty that it belongs to others. This is what everybody forgets. The body is not meant for you. The body is meant for somebody else. You are just a chaprasi. You know chaprasi? A clerk. Okay? <laughs> a coolie. Person who carries weight around, you know, in the railway stations and all that. You are only a servant of somebody else. You disagree with me? Think about it. Even if you are a chairman of a company, you are a servant of the shareholders. Yes, boss. You know, you think the shareholders are not servants of somebody? Yeah, the shareholder may be a servant of his wife. And the wife says, go get this from the market. He says, yes, boss. He is also going to do that. And you think the, the wife is not a servant to anybody? She is also a servant. Her child says, mommy, I need $10. Yes, boss. And you know, <laughs> mommy has to give $10 to the child. For what? Everybody is a servant for somebody else. Even if you might be the president of the, you know, country. You see, even the president of the country has to be a servant of somebody. So you have to understand this body is like a servant. A servant's job is to serve the purpose. Isn't it serve somebody? So when somebody comes to me, when they are getting married, you know, I tell them, Oh, congratulations, you are married. Now enjoy this life of, okay, whatever, ah, <laughs> like a slave. Say, oh, Guruji, you should bless me, you know, I should have a happy married life. Of course, the slaves also had a happy married life. Nobody says you can't have a happy married life. You got it? When you yoke the oxen, you know, to the cart, you better be sure, you know, the oxen, can the oxen be unhappy? Of course, the oxen is always unhappy. It's always unhappy. But it has to be happy that sometime, you know, I am dragging all this big burden behind me. Sometimes I will get to sit and eat something, you know, chew something. Yeah, that, that is called happiness. So even in your married life, you know, the whole day, I mean, just when you get married, just think about it, okay? You're just waiting for that one five minutes break in the entire day. It may be in the night or during the day, I don't know. But the whole attention is diverted towards that one activity only. What? <laughs> that is called happiness. 
how stupid can that person be? You are a servant to that. Servant to those activities. Did you understand? You are at the end of the day serving somebody. So when this young boy and a young girl comes and they are happy to get married, blah, blah, all that. I said, don't worry. Your load is going to increase very soon. You are a servant to one person. It's not one person, you know. I'm sorry. There are many other people. You never had a mother-in-law and a father-in-law in your life and your sister-in-laws and brother-in-law. Well, you are going to be servant to them also. Just take one journey up, abroad, you know. Say, I'm going on a honeymoon. Okay, you go on a honeymoon to say Japan. And when you return back, first and foremost, the wife is also going to say, what did you buy for me? I mean, what, what are we buying for myself? Okay, blah, and all that. And when you come back, the father-in-law is waiting. <clears throat> what did you get for me? Okay, mother-in-law is also waiting. And everybody around is, you know, they are open their mouth so big. <laughs> I was on my honeymoon. Okay, so you are on your honeymoon. Honeymoon is five minutes. Okay, rest of the day you are roaming around. Now, what did you get for me? Okay, this is the point. So, you are a servant to your mother-in-law, father-in-law, and all this. So, you have gathered a big family. Now, you are a. You you remember that oxen I was talking about? You are like that. You are carrying all those people on your back now. All right, then. Once you do that, after some time, with all that five minute activity every single day maybe, you finally end up in the world with another body. <laughs> another body. <laughs> so you get a child. Well, from the day the child is born or before, you have already become a servant. Have you ever thought, what are the foods that in the food, the kind of food that a, a pregnant lady eats? I don't know. Well, she needs nutritious food and you have never heard of those kinds of food in your life. Better hear about it. And then she says, oh, I got morning sickness. I did this and this happened to me and that happened to me. And the visits to the doctors keep on increasing. And then you have never gone to a maternity ward in your life. Except when you are born, okay? Now you have to go and visit the maternity wards also. And hear all those brats crying over there. Yeah! <laughs> and you think that the doctor is a friend of yours. Because she is the one who has, you know, done the child, child birth, okay? I'm sorry. That person is the biggest villain in your life. Because she is going to tell you what are the things that you got to do after that. And then you have to meet another new doctor. You know, you had always thought that gynecologist is the final one. Whereas this pregnancy is concerned. Sorry, did I tell you that the child has come out in this world? Huh? Then there are going to be child specialists. <laughs> and you have never heard of them. You always thought that the whole world centered around your GP. You know, in general practitioner. No, 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 sorry. Now you become a servant to everybody. And especially your child. Okay? And if you have more children, 